What's up, All In family? Make sure you like, share, and save on all of our platforms. We would greatly appreciate it. Y'all keep on supporting. We appreciate the love. Always go all in. That's yeah, the, about the nightlife and the social circles and stuff. Yeah, the social circles, I can kind of uh, tap on that real quick. The social circles, you're around, you know, black excellence. So it shouldn't be an excuse. You know, you're not, you know, moving forward towards your dreams and goals. You know, you're forever learning. You're forever networking and things. But it's also good to have, you know, your personal life intact as, as well. Have hobbies that you enjoy. Um, there's been certain... I've, there, there's been places where I witness where that, you know, they make their job, their life. And, you know, me, I have to separate, I have to separate mm. those, um, those two. So um, the social circle is pretty good. Um, the nightlife is great. The dating scene is something. It, it, it is something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, crap. Uh, you're, you're, you're a kid at a candy store. Um, but also you, and that's another thing I will add when you move out by yourself, make sure at least if you can go to therapy, go to therapy because, um, some people, they're not, you know, raised the same way that you is. And, and that's all, that's all right. I ain't judging, but, you know, make sure that your mental is intact before you go out there because, you know, there's some people out there that can, you know, they, yeah. <laughs> they, there's some interesting I think characters. I learned that stepping up those. I think learning yeah. I learned stepping up the house that uh, you gotta set boundaries because like you said yeah. people weren't raised the same as you and you just gotta learn mm -hmm. to respect people but like have a firm boundary for like yeah. I, I, I ain't a part of that we we, <laughs> yeah. we, we can't right. I, I'm, I'm inside now so I, <laughs> yeah, I feel you I feel you so I mean I don't know if Jordan started but I want to ask you this question I know um, like you said you know go to therapy you know mm -hmm. um, how has that kind of helped you out you know I haven't actually went to therapy it's something I've been thinking about of course mm -hmm. but um, how has that impacted you and helped you grow you know um, it helped me grow a lot especially in the fast work like working on the hill you know it's a fast-paced environment you're around scholars and you know Truman scholars Harvard grads you know Ivy League grads and not only that you know we got people that go that went to Oxford Cambridge China you know and sometimes you know it can wear down on your you know your mental of like okay imposter syndrome that's what's called and sometimes it can you know wear down on your mental um, state and everything but uh, once I keep um, telling myself like hey you know someone saw something in you so you were in this place where you can impact change. But on the therapy side, it helped me a lot for um, personal growth. Um, everybody has issues that they're battling with and that's okay. Um, picking out a therapist, it can take some time. Um, you have to find someone that you can trust, that you can like, speak on like a personal, be vulnerable to, 
so you can find the root of the issue, know how to fix it. Um, it's it's some good things come out of it. Good things come out of it for sure. Um, and I advise you know go to therapy before you start dating. Before you know make sure that you're not tripping. Some cases you may be tripping. There's been times where that you know I talk to my therapist I'm like, hey, tell me if I'm tripping X Y Z, and she'd be like, yeah, you're tripping. <laughs> or sometimes you're like Jordan, you're not tripping, <laughs> right? So it's good to have like another ear from the outside perspective, like yeah. And they they want to explain why you're tripping as well. So um, uh, I, that's like the best decision that I've made uh, progressing through life, especially in this current path that I'm going through. You know, professional growth and personal growth. Yeah, okay. I heard you say like um, somebody saw something in you uh, mm-hmm. who was that person because uh, you brought them up earlier that yeah. gave you that opportunity um real early on yeah um so uh congressman congresswoman congresswoman terry sewell she's the um congresswoman of the seventh district of alabama she's the only democrat in alabama and um she you know she saw the drive that i have and um i've met her once and you know you know congress people they meet thousands upon thousands of people at, at a time any given day so you know i wasn't really you know i was hey my name is you know jordan caesar i go to this school learning this you know x y and z and you know we just chat a little bit and you know we went on separate ways but when i uh, was interested in you know interning for her office you know i applied and she took a chance um they saw the resilience they saw that my passion to find solutions um, to get stuff done. You know, my approach on politics is um, find solutions. I don't want to be in no sides of like, oh, the left side, all the right side. What can we do to make this, you know, to stop this, whether it be healthcare, social security, gun reform, so on and so forth. I'm not with the dog fight. I'm here to handle business. And, um, you know, she saw that. And um, she took a chance, you know, I, I'm thankful. I don't know, I don't know if she's going to be seeing this, but uh, I haven't really got a chance to sit down and talk to her and like kind of thank her to, you know, saw something in me to like, hey, you know, let me go ahead and try this person. I, I might, I don't even live in her district, but I, I live in Alabama and she took a chance. Mm-hmm. Life has a way of coming full circle though. I feel like if you know, yeah. you keep working and keep, uh, keep those principles and stuff, you'll come across her again. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, Jordan, how much have you, um, Jordan Allen? How much have you done the whole intro? I'm just trying to make sure. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So, actually, uh, for the intro, I'm gonna I'm gonna just cut it up in the editing. Um, uh, Jordan, I'm gonna have you send me a picture or something after this, and so I'm gonna enter mm-hmm. you in and like put your credentials.
Go ahead, do your thing, bro. Okay. Um, okay. Just, uh, okay. I want <laughs> to ask you, because you mentioned this imposter syndrome, you know, yeah. that's um, something that a lot of us go through, but especially when you are navigating spaces where there's not a lot of people that may look like you or um, sometimes you don't feel like you qualified. You know, I went to University of Dayton and, you know, a lot of these people, they come from different programs that taught them about a lot of the stuff and the information that was going on, but I had no idea. So people come from China, all over the world. They're learning this at a young age. So there's a lot further ahead. So how do you navigate those spaces and yeah. finally build that courage for like, I belong here, you know? Um, so one thing that, good question, one thing that I keep telling myself repeatedly, and my cousin, Nisha, she graduated from Spartan as well with me, she said, comparison is a thief of joy. Uh, comparison is a thief of joy. And we tend, especially in this day and culture, we tend to look at things and what they are. We tend to look at things, oh, he or she is at a yacht. Or they spend the money on Louis, Gucci, you know, they have a big house, so on and so forth. What am I doing? They the same age as me. What am I doing wrong to, you know, to live in this situation? And um, sometimes when I see people my age in the space where, you know, we're not represented, sometimes I'm like, okay, they have this. What's going on with me and everything? It, it, it tends to wear down your mental but what helped me along the way is when I was saying before about you know taking a chance someone saw something in me they saw my skill set they saw what I've done throughout you know I worked through to get here I've done research papers I've done you know became a research fellow that became um you know published on the congressional record or you know I've contribute to research that then, you know, published on Netflix docuseries. Um, so stuff like that, they saw something, hey, this is a hardworking person. He, sh he deserved to be in this space. So we're going to hire him. That, that mindset, that process kind of got me into this um, place where that, hey, I deserve, I belong here. I belong, belong to, um, to have a seat at this table. Mm -hmm. Hopefully that answered your question. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, that answers the question because, you know, over time you you eventually you look around and sometimes you're like, hmm, they're not as far ahead as you may have thought or like mm -hmm. everybody has those same questions that I do. And, you know, you know it's just a matter of having that courage, um, believing and then, you know, hopefully sometimes you got other people around you that will tell you, like, yeah. yeah. You you belong here, so yeah. Yeah, it it yeah, support and we do have a support, a strong support group on the hill. You know, black um, black men on the hill, the SBLC, the Senate Black Caucus, Legislative Caucus. You have CBA Congressional Black Caucus. You also have the Congressional Black Caucus. You know, we we have a strong foundation that supports you know um, black folks on the hill, and you know, and it's good. And this is why I tell my folks back home. Um, while you're in a place where that you can bring people up, bring people up. Don't stay in the position and just, you know, look down on folks. That's the worst thing you can do. Like, especially if you're not like a CEO or a high, uh, high position where 
that you can enact and affect change, bring people up, people that you trust, bring people up. And uh, that's what I've been doing um, for a few people on board because, you know, in my opinion, the Hall of Congress should be the exact replication of what the United States look like. We should have Black folks on the Hill. We should have, you know, Chinese, Latino, Latinx, LGBTQ, you name it. We should have those folks representing folks on the Hill in the communities. Yep, exactly. There's no way to have representation without everybody at the table. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guarantee you those people you bring it up to, like those lives mm-hmm. you touch in, is is way more fulfilling than the, the Gucci, the movies and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. You're really running a whole different yeah. race. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And you just mm-hmm. got to, because I think that's something that's definitely touched everybody. It's just like, you see, you can't help but look every once in a while like, dang, they having fun over there. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> while, you, like, while you on page 10 of a 25-page paper. <laughs> right. But uh, right. I guarantee yeah. you, man, like the fruits of your labor, I guarantee you, this yeah. the the materialistic stuff is a low hanging fruit. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Man. Trent, did you have did you have some more on that topic? Because you know me, where I'm going. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, also, I mean, to get in your position, I know there were certain things that you had to do. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, somebody that wants to kind of get to this level that you're at? What are some of the basic things they need to do, you know, as mm-hmm. far as whether it's taking the extra mile to make sure you're on a publication or internships mm-hmm. and uh, community involvement? What are some things that you would say somebody needs to do to get to where you are and continue to move up? I would say the biggest thing is be involved on campus. Uh, don't be the student that just go to class and go to your dorm room and party. Please do not be that person, please. Um, be involved with SGA, be involved with, I don't know, the basket weaving team, um, be involved with the debate team. Um, the folks on the Hill are, are looking at, is this person involved in, while balancing classwork? Um, that's the biggest thing. And also, you know, do some real little research. It's good to, you know, write a couple of papers or two because being up there is a re- writing requirement. Is you know, you have to be, you have to write. You have to write constituent letters. You have to, you know, help out memos and write memos, so on and so forth. So um, I'll say start off with that. And, you know, once you get your foot in the door, whether it be an internship on Capitol Hill or in even a local city um, spectrum where, you know, you can be an intern for the mayor or for a state rep or be a page or be, you know, an internship in the state capitol. Um, you have that foot in the door, you have that experience, or even doing um, secretary work at the school because you're answering phone calls, you're, you know, scheduling tours for campus. That's the same thing that you're doing up there. So sometimes you have to um, set yourself up for where you're going. So in my case, you know, I wanted to work on the Hill. Um, I want to be a staff assistant. That's my first stop. That's my, you know, foot in the door where I just want to work full time. So I've done the internships. I've done, you know, some research, you know, research programs. And um, once I got to the place to apply, I have, you know, hey, I've answered phone calls before. I've written constituent letters. I've written memos. I've, you know, draft, you know, helped draft X, Y, and Z. So they like, okay, we have seen this before. And, you know, we trust you. We can hire you on. 
So um, I'll say those are the steps of going navigating towards that arena in politics, being involved, whether it be you know political party, you know, just being involved. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, I would like parts of my role now are like you know a lot of the higher up engineers they're like you know they'll pass it off to somebody else like you know managing like I manage mm -hmm. labs and um, mm -hmm. coordinate with different vendors like mm -hmm. uh, getting quotes and communicating with those people and mm -hmm. the finance team a lot of people mm -hmm. that you know I've been with the company for a while you know mm -hmm. they've networked they've been able to talk to all these people so they're ready to relinquish it to somebody else but I'm finding the value in that you know you get to meet so many different people and expand your network so people know you know about you and you can reach out to anybody and get answers yeah. so it's so mm -hmm. valuable some of the things that people um, mm -hmm. may seem as like low or mm -hmm. may not seem that important you'll find importance in it so yeah. um get you yeah i got a, I got a question as far okay. as um the crossover like between like the judicial and legislative part like um okay so if you're if you're getting into like uh if you if you want to be on the hill or somewhere in that political arena mm -hmm. is it more beneficial to have like a political science background or a background in law so you can major anything i major in business administration um in college so you can major in political science, business. Um, I think I have, a, I have a friend that majored in um, fashion design because there is laws and that protects the fashion industry as well. Okay. Um, so, you know, you have different people from different scopes of majors that, that you can work in. So, um, I mean, there's to business to, I don't know, agriculture to lead on pencils to apple commerce technology ai um chat gbt like there's people that's Everything. experts in those fields so you can major in anything it's all about getting your foot in the door to make sure that you have the right skill set to be able to do the things that you need to do on the hill man i should have got an internship my undergraduate <laughs> is economics and we would go over like policy oh. and stuff and oh yeah we need a, we need oh, a lot of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, see. Yeah. There's so many okay, things. That's interesting. So yeah. many things coming. AI, alternative energy, all this stuff is coming, and or it's already here. But there's so many new yeah. policies that have to be implemented so that yeah. it can be regulated and all that. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's crazy. We were the moment, y'all. Well, yeah, go ahead, Jordan. What were you so, saying? Um, we living in a interesting time, especially when this um, technology is, you know, booming, especially in our generation where, I mean, we grew up email, the floppy disk, emails, computers, telephones, and iPhones. Now we have AI, artificial intelligence. And it's, and that's, we're, I'm only 25 and, <laughs> and this is going on. So it's just, I'm just wondering what's going to be on the forefront, like what's going to be in the future, but that's all I have to say. I can't hear you. Yeah, you're breaking up a little bit. Yeah, you all, I don't know what's up with your sound, bro. 
Go out and go back in. I'm uh, going to ask a question while we wait for you. Okay. Cash. Oh, you're back. Well, he just left. <laughs> okay, come on. All right. So, all right. So, I, as a kid, politics okay. seemed way more serious. And, okay. like, like, um, and I don't want to say not serious because, like, I see other mm-hmm. stuff where, like, they're, they're definitely tackling serious topics. But mm-hmm. I don't know what happened with, like, this Trump-like situation mm-hmm. where it felt like I was getting on TV and I was seeing, like, a stand-up, like, comedy routine where, like, yeah. they're, like, going back and forth. Is this something y'all talk about in classes of, like, just how, I guess, a lot of the stuff they put on TV is, like, entertainment, it feels like? Mm-hmm. Because I know there's serious stuff going on behind the scenes mm-hmm. because we'll um, even in school, we'll like we'll go over different policies and how, um, like some of my like like one or two of my economics classes, they'll talk about policies and how there's a lot of like statistics and stuff and like different things people actually go through. But like, why is it that on TV there's just I don't know. It just seems there's like a big divide between the people that are actually doing stuff who you never see and the people that are on TV that it feels like we're getting like a reality show. Whew. Um, I'm just going to be honest. There, there, there's been a shift in politics. Um, I'm trying to find my, trying to pick the correct words here. There's a shift in politics and, you know, I'm just going to show you my approach. Like I said before, the people from our respective districts or our respective states elect us to represent them in D.C. Okay. We come with problems and we go to, to our representatives to like, hey, no, this is the issue in our community. It may be other issues in other states and other districts. So is there a way we can, you know, you can write bills to, you know, put on the floor and, um, and that's what, you know, what we elect them to do, to do the job, to get, you know, to get these okay. issues handled. But the politics side of it is, it's, it's a game. It's a game. It's, um, it, it's a game and, you know, it's a... I don't know how to explain it. It is something that you have to look through the chaos, like go like maneuver through the chaos and find like the solution to it. Because there's, um, especially this current environment, you have to like with, you know, make sure that people are fact checked or putting false information out there. You have to check that, and there's like a whole divide about that and. You know, we should be in this a setting where that we can go on the internet and we can read factual proof that this is going on. And you know, we should, you know, go into libraries and we can read some of these books that we'll uh, learn throughout history, what happened throughout, you know, American history. We shouldn't be, you know, you know, you know, exclude some of the books that people should read in schools and everything um but as far as the divide yeah there's a divide and do i know why people know why people do know why and we just have to find our pulse back because i remember i i remember even before 
you know, um, that administration, you know, yeah, we wasn't perfect, but we had a sense of pride about America. Yeah, we had our flaws where, yeah, we have our wrinkles that we have to iron out. But, you know, during that era, something happened, especially during the whole COVID pandemic, something happened. And uh, thankfully, you know, COVID, it, it is a bad thing to go through. The, the, the pandemic is a bad thing to go through. But um, it sheds some light on some issues that we need to focus on, like on police brutality, gun reform, um, you know, political corruption. It shed like the fact that the whole world stopped and everybody was looking at America. And not only just, you know, America itself, but China, New Zealand, UK, looking at America, what's going on and seeing like, hey, this is an issue. We need to work towards it. And that's one of the things, what's one of the main things I like about this generation where that we willing to step up and call, call people out. We're not afraid to do it. And um, that's one thing that um, what John Lewis and what um, many politicians, older politicians was telling me that, you know, one thing about your generation, y'all, that y'all not afraid. Y'all will, y'all are not afraid to step up to the play and fight. And, you know, that is facts. <laughs> And one last thing, I, I think, yeah. I think, um, I'm not going to say I think, I know that we should set up our future generation for success. Um, we are the next, you know, partakers of what our older generation has done. And we, it's our jobs to make sure that our ge next generation live, you know, a successful, healthy life. And that's the approach, you know, we should go for in politics. Yeah, yeah, I just I asked this because it was just a really reactionary time period. I just remember mm -hmm. coming home and my parents, every time I came home, they reacted to something they seen on TV. They mm -hmm. like in their feelings and bodies. And it was, I remember the times where I told my mom, I'm like, please just stop watching that right now because mm -hmm. every time you watch it, you get worked up about something you can't control. It was yeah. just a weird time period. And, and, and it, it is, it, it, it is weird. It is. It wears down on your military. And I was kind of like before I moved up here, I was, you know, I had a self-reflective moment, like, okay, in this climate, especially, you know, after, you know, that era, um, in this climate, like, am I mentally stable to able to go into this environment and work? Cause you know, you know, you're talking about, you know, J6, you know, you're talking about you know, the after effects of that. And, you know, Lord knows what's going to happen next. So it's just one of those things you have, do have to think about um, when you move it along. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, also, so Trent, I'm just trying to get some some clarity on just kind of the structure of like this current political landscape. So you mm -hmm. were saying uh, you represent um, people like on the state level. I represent uh, folks in the federal level. So I work for a senator. Okay. I work for a senator in Minnesota. Um, so what I do as a staff assistant, I, you know, I handle tours, constituent concerns regarding social security, healthcare, um, passports. Uh, I also help out with staff. I, you know, helped out research with commerce, with technology, transportation, AI, you name it. So. Staff assistant is like a broad scope of what you can do. I've also ran internship programs throughout the office as well. Um, so it's a broad scope of, you know, what you do things. So you juggle many, wear many hats, you juggle many things. 
So, um, you know, it's a well-rounded position. So what would be the, what would be the difference? What is the difference between somebody, uh, a Senator, and then like somebody who's a member of the House of Representatives? Um, so um, the House of Representatives is the House. Like it's like the whole person. Like, you know, you have the House, you have everybody in it. It's just the whole, that's this whole entity. Mm-hmm. So you got the House side, you got the Senate side, you got the U.S. House, so you got the U.S. Senate. The U.S. House is people that you elected in, their, okay. in your district. The Senate is the, you know, the two senators that's represented in your state. Yeah. So um, that was, that's the difference between, um, um, this dif- that's the difference between the House and the Senate. So the House is more um, personable, more intimate towards the community because they represent a, dist- a district in Alabama. So let's say... Um, let's take Huntsville, for example, the fifth district of Alabama is, um, run by what's his name? Del Strong, Congressman Del, uh, Del Strong. So he represents the fifth district of Alabama. So the fifth district of Alabama has a person that they can go to if they have issues, comments, or concerns about their own district issues or the district or the issues of Alabama. So it's more of like an intimate level compared to the Senate side. They represent the state. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That's important. That's important yeah. to know for sure. Um, <laughs> I feel like a lot of a lot of us um, growing up, we skip and we think it's all about mm-hmm. the big picture of yeah. presidents and. Mm-hmm governors and you know senate and all that but you know you have councilmen you have people that are in districts that can really help you in your community so it's important how how would you say how important is that you know getting involved within your district you know um it is important especially in our political climate now i mean any type of climate that we're in in my opinion i think local state elections are important Local state elections are important because once they put a you know rule or a law in place, it impacts y'all directly. With a federal level, it's gonna take some time to trickle down. But in the state local elections, you know, it's gonna hit y'all quickly. So it's good to like, yeah, it's good to have focus on the federal politics of things. So you know the presidents, the senators, the congressmen, congress people. But also it's important to like focus on, hey, state legislature, you know, the state house. Okay, what's going on? What bills that they're implementing in the state level? What the Supreme the state Supreme Court are deciding on the um, Supreme Court decisions in the state level. Those are important because, you know, y'all folks are voting, voting in them in. So it's good to do research on these candidates. It's good to, you know, you have your issues that you're advocating for and say, okay, which candidate advocate for the same issues that I'm advocating for? So um, it is, um, it's, it's important overall to like kind of focus on, you know, the small scope of like local and state politics and then going up to like federal and learning the scopes of that. So uh, going into like your um, your uh, MBA work, uh, do mm-hmm. you have like any focuses or concentrations on the political side within that? So yes, um, I have a concentration in HR and crisis management. So with, I'm gonna explain 
HR. HR is, you know, the ones that make sure that the organizational body is, you know, run properly, make sure that people are compensated correctly, people are hired, people, you know, get in the boot, um, make sure that everybody's, you know, in a healthy position to be able to work and everything, so on and so forth. And also learning, you know, HR law, employment law, you know, the process of those benefits for, you know, your businesses, so on and so forth. Um, I think that's a well-rounded because you, I mean, without an HR director or HR department, how are you going to run the place? So um, for the crisis management side, um, PR is needed, uh, public relations is needed, um, stars, NBA football players, um, uh, singers, rappers, uh, politicians, they need PR. They need per mm. and they need a person to make sure that hey, you can't do this, or hey, you know, you just did this. Now this is going on. Now I have to handle it. So there's special and also with businesses and churches, you know, so on and so forth, like they have to have people at a department on standby to make sure that, you know, they're in a tip top shape because, you know, as, as you can see, people are getting in trouble. And People are dropping them because they can, you know, repeatedly get in the same position over and over and again. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm -hmm. I think uh, President Obama had more celebrities that chopped with him than anybody. Yeah. Like, he had Jay -Z. <laughs> we had Daisy and Beyonce come out like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he yeah. One of them ones. <laughs> right. So it's like one of those things where that if, especially in that industry, because, you know, Believe it or not, you have stars coming in and out of the Capitol because, you know, you have artists and actors advocating for, you know, certain issues like healthcare, um, veterans, so on and so yeah. forth. So, you know, if you, I mean, if you ain't making an embarrassment out of yourself, out of yourself I mean, you're in good scopes with them, but um, yeah. I, I believe that people should have a PR department. Um, sometimes people make mistakes, you know, but if you unknowingly, if you knowingly making the same mistakes, yeah, you need to need some help. <laughs> yeah, I think growing up, I've learned um, being the smartest, being the most like most money, having the most. That's not being likable is like a superpower in any field. Yeah. And I feel like mm -hmm. the politicians that I've seen that would just like just knew how to connect with folks. Yeah. they they was just taking off. And I feel like it's in any um like any arena. So it's um I'll say I'll say how I approach that is when I first got into the political arena, I'm not saying that I'm like in there with the cameras and you know lights in action. I'm more like a background person. I just sit back and watch all you know the players in the room. Mm -hmm. Um people. You know, they move a certain way. They, you know, they, you know, you'll learn a lot just by sitting back. That's all I can say is, you know, that's the first thing that I did when I, when I went to this space where like, you know, let me see how they move and I can learn from them. And you, long and behold, you'll learn a lot how they move up to, you know, this position or how they move their way to, you know, to different jobs where that is unheard of out there in the civilian world. So, um, yeah. So I I got a question. We talked about mm -hmm. celebrities a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. Just uh, 
just being able to bump shoulders, Obama being able to bump shoulders with certain people. Okay. But you know, celebrities have such a huge impact on the people. Um, How, you know, what do you think about that? And just like you have people like Kanye who advocate for someone and or certain celebrities don't even know the full scope of what's going on and they talking about um, blockchain or certain uh, crypto to invest in. How, like, you know, you know, positive and negatives, what do you think about that overall, you know? Um, <laughs> I think... Hmm. I haven't even thought about the question, honestly, <laughs> if you want to be real. Because, like, I... I believe that, yes, if you're going to advocate for something, most most artists and actors do be very well prepared. Like, you know, Miss Paris Hilton, she came up there. I'm talking about she's smart as a whip. Smart as a whip. And she came up there and also Anna Julia Jolene. Like, she... They are very inclined of what they're advocating for, but um, people, you know, people. Uh, mm, 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 that's a hard. That's a hard answer. That's a hard question to a, uh, answer, because it's good that they're advocating for things, and it's good that they you know they're well knowledgeable. But they, people, just need to use their um, their guts, their wisdom of how you lead people. Um, because it's a, it can be a impact in some sort of way. And then I, and you see this in the past, you know, 10 years where that, you know, politician, they team up with some of these artists and some of these actors to, you know, get their fan base to go on their side. I mean, that's a, you know, that's a campaign side move to do, but, um, you know, that is something that is something that I haven't really thought about because um I always think about okay artists and actors you know they're advocating for a lot of things that's good but you know as far as you know influencing I mean people I think we should do some more you know progress and you know influence people lives because you know music can influence people um in a certain way or social media can influence people in a certain way as well hopefully that answered your questions trent yeah man it's like a politician right now like when you hit me i'm like yo i don't know how to answer yeah that's that's rough but it's like you know a lot of times it'll be a headline even sometimes you know, I'll fall victim to something like uh, you just read a headline and you don't do the proper research. So it's just, you know, sometimes I feel like a lot of people may follow somebody and there's thousands of people that will follow somebody and just do whatever they're doing without the research. So, And sometimes you have to, you know, fact check that research that they've done and you know have to fact check that person fact check that uh fact check that um source so sometimes you have to make multiple resources to make sure that it is factual what they said 
And like I said, you know, in the beginning of the podcast that, you know, it's sad, it's depressed, depressing that you have to go leaps and bounds to make sure that the link or the article is factual or what they're saying think, is factual. I think too, um, there's a, I think coming from like Trent's perspective, Jordan, I think there's almost like three players in the game. There's the influencer who has like a, a cause or a goal they're advocating for. There might be you, the politician, and that um, you're kind of almost like the middleman. You're like the media in a sense. And then mm. there's somebody like Trent who typically specializes in the area that they're trying to address. So like mm. he actually, you know, does it on a daily basis. Say they're talking about Bitcoin or something um, mm. like that. And he's seeing them advocate for something to him that doesn't make sense. So he's mm. kind of like, what are y'all talking about? Like that is mm. the issue. You see what I'm saying? Mm. You're so right. maybe like maybe I'm wrong, Trent, but like from just perspective wise, it can be maybe frustrating for somebody like Trent or even me at times when mm -hmm. it's something like, wait, I do this every day. Y'all are advocating for it in this way, and it just feels disingenuous, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would be pretty true right there. Yeah. But you know, it's 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 a game, like you said, it's like uh Jordan was saying earlier. Mm -hmm. I, I I feel like it's without having like complete information on a lot of stuff and it is really hard to put the pieces together yeah. from somebody who's viewing it from the outside looking in and yeah yeah and, and honestly <laughs> and and politics the game of politics is slow it is a slow process and but it's a fast environment to be in mm -hmm. um but as far as you know getting the information and have like researchers on like policy experts on standby like okay this is the issue what what ways we can do something without affecting, you know, the economy or the healthcare system or so on and so forth. It's, you know, it's a very slow process to, you know, get through. Mm -hmm. gotcha. All right, so my camera keeps falling. But uh, going back, going back to your, uh, I guess your your career so far and your own. Mm. both academic and like in the actual realm of things what are your, like your aspirations what like space in politics do you want to carve out right. for yourself so um and that's why hopefully we'll get the whole like advice that i give to people but um hopefully my plan after i finish uh, my mba i'll go to go into law school uh, my desire at first i'll probably won't hit that towards the end of you know giving advice. You know, my desire is to, after I graduate my, with my bachelor's, I'll go straight into um, law school. But, um, you know, the opportunity opened for me to, you know, work on a space where that it was one of my dreams to work in, because my dream was to work in Capitol Hill when I was, I think, freshman in college. And um, opportunity opened up and, you know, I needed that break, that gap year to, you know, kind of because I've been in school nonstop. After high school graduation, that summer I was in school. I did not take a break and everything. So my brain was just fried. I told my parents, like, can I at least work for a year? And then I'll hop back into school after it. And um, my desire to go back to law school. But, you know, once you work, start working and once you start experiencing, you know, the scope, and especially with me, when I start experiencing, you know, working in that climate, my vision crystallizes. So um, there's things that I you know had the desire that I wanted to do where that I never would never do before. So I like, hey, this opportunity to open up. So after my MBA, um, I plan on going to law school. 
uh, hopefully up here in DC and um, practice employment law and constitutional law and uh, being a scope in the legal field working in the Department of Justice. So um, so hopefully I'll be in that field and um, gotcha. if, if, you know, the campaign side of running comes open, I mean, I may or may not do it, but it just, you know, see where I'll go from here. You know, for now, like I, I will have the desire to run for office, but you know, that's not in my forefront of my mind right now. That's your one thing at a time. Yeah, because I think because one politician was telling me that you know with with experience comes where comes with respect, with experience comes with respect, and I my mind process I don't want to give people and yeah education is important yeah you know experience is important but I don't want people to question like can he do this can you know can he write those can he write policy can he represent the pe represent people the right way the correct way. Um, not only I have, you know, my education to back me up, but also I have my skill set of what I've done to back me up of what I've done. So um, that's my main focus. I, I remember talking with um, the governor of Florida, um, Gavin Newsom, met him and he said, like, it's good to sit down and work and leave, let people know that, hey, I did this when I was at this level and, you know, show people that you know how to do the work. And then they're like, yeah, he know how to do it. So we can trust him to you know, be elected him to, as a congressman or governor or, you know, a senator. Yeah, I like how you said show because it's like um, you get the education and then you get the experience and then you find out, mm -hmm. oh, they still gonna question me and they still gonna try mm -hmm. me. But you, you know, you've mm -hmm. done it so many times, it ain't nothing to be mm -hmm. like, oh, well, I, I'm true to this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so like yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Even with the, I'm sure with the NBA mm -hmm. uh, process, like, a lot of times you can't just go in there, especially top programs. Like you mm -hmm. gotta have something to show for where they mm -hmm. they not giving everybody a spot. So I mean, that's a, another thing. But I wanted to ask you about like family and how that may have sparked your interest to get into mm -hmm. law, um, activism, you know, politics. So yeah. what who or what sparked you, you know what I'm saying? Um, hmm. So my family, they, you know, you probably know Hanover, you know, my pa my parents are pastors. And when I came to them about, hey, I'm interested in, you know, going into politics and going to law. And, you know, my family is very supportive, but you know. My mom, she was like, I don't want my, I don't want people to talk about my baby. You know, I go to war with them. <laughs> I like, yeah, I understand that, but there's some issues out there that I can't bear to live with. I refuse to live with. So, I mean, they support me throughout, you know, the way, and they, their mind are blown, are is blown about, you know, the accomplishments and the air arenas that I walk through. As far as inspiration. Uh, my granddad uh, on my mom's side, he was a state trooper, I was a state trooper um, after the Vietnam War and also was a bodyguard for, I think, Jesse Jackson during his presidential election. And um, he was, he, you know, grew up through the civil rights movement with the Black Panther Party. And uh, also I had a um, grandmother, my great grandmother, Ada, if I'm not mistaken, she was a grassroots campaigner 
back in South Georgia. And um, there's been cases where that different congressional leaders and, you know, people that run for governor and president, president-elect asked for her, you know, hey, you know, we need some votes in the religious district or in the religion, uh, Christianity or Christian arena. Like, can you grab some votes? And, you know, she campaigned with them. And, um, you know, it's kind of funny how it skips generation. And then it kind of lands on me to, able to you know, carry the torch that they've done and um, doing it the right way and bring people up and teaching them how to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you look far back enough, you'll find somebody that's like doing something similar mm-hmm. to what mm-hmm. you are, you know, you, yeah. you'll find it. So that's very yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah. I got one last question, Trent. So I'm gonna let you finish up. Uh-huh. Uh, ooh, I don't, I don't know if I have a question off the top of my head right now. I've been kind of pulling from what he's saying. Yeah, <laughs> I got you. I got you. So, no, uh, this is probably my last question. Um, I just see a book behind you. I was just interested in yeah. that. What's that book yeah. behind you? Um, Just Mercy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by Brian Stevenson. Um. I brought this book when he came to South Alabama. Um, he's spoken on his book about, you know, he grew up, he graduated from Harvard um, University and um, his job was to take people out of death row, uh, innocent people out of death row. And um, he fought cases in multiple courtrooms, state, local, Supreme Court, even um, in this, I'm inspired of, you know, listening to him and also hearing the stories that, you know, sitting down talking to um, innocent death row inmates and um, how he navigate through and letting, you know, let them letting people go because, you know, they were innocent all along. And um, great story, great book as well. Very emotional. But it's like one of my favorite books um, that I like. But I also got other books that I read. But um <laughs> They made a they made a movie about that. Yeah, correct. Yeah, they made a movie uh, with uh, Michael B. Jordan and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was a pretty good movie. But yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Is there anything you want to share? Any message that you had to put out there? Oh, um, um, I I'm just thankful. Um, I know many people they tend to be in the spot in the position where, like I said earlier, people tend to be in the position where that, you know, they get into the space where that, you know, they can impact change and they just look down on other people. And hopefully, you know, me doing it, you know, bringing up people where they have the same interests that I am, they can, you know, do the same thing that I do. And also, you know, educate people from back home and educate people from my family to be like, hey, you know, Y'all can do this too. And also don't give up on your dreams because I plan, you know, working in Congress since I was like going into freshman year that I want to do it. So um, it takes planning. It takes, you know, writing down visions and letting it manifest and working towards it. You know, I have a vision board still. Ben had it. And every so often it expands and expands and expands to every level that you go. And, um, I'm I'm just I'm still in shock. It's been like a year and several months of me being up here. I'm still in shock of you know working at a place where that um 
I can learn. I can learn from people. I can, you know, be a sponge and take in all the information that I'll learn up there and just, you know, giving it to the community back home and to the family so they can progress. Um, I just don't, and I think, you know, and I can say this from a boy that had issues with, you know, speaking, speech impediment and going to ELS for reading and English and math and being picked on for, you know, speaking a certain way. There's a time where that I carry out the source in my book bag so I won't be embarrassed so I can replace certain words that everyday people use to replace it with a more educated, you know, word. And going through that and being told, you know, we'll never graduate high school, middle school, college even. And, you know, me completing all that and also completing, you know, getting a job on ill, I'm I'm thankful. I think for everything came in full circle. It was hard. It was hard. It was long nights. It was, you know, places where that I was, it was some dark places, but, you know, resilience and perseverance was key through all of that. And, you know, I used the negative comments and the negative things as stepping stones for me to step up to my next level. So, yeah, yeah. that's all I have to say. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, I guess we can, uh, some of your um, social medias or stuff like that, that um, people Ooh. might be able to get in contact with you. you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. You can yeah, get um, that out too. Yeah, so my Instagram is official Jay Caesar. I don't have a little check mark as of right now, but uh, I ain't <laughs> with it. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, official, official J Caesar is C E A S A R. Um, you can follow me and I will follow you back, maybe. Um, um, as far as Twitter, as far as Twitter, it's the same thing. Um, Jordan Caesar, it should be the first one. Um, I don't really tweet that much, but if I do, you in for you in for a treat. But uh, but I, I don't. You know, I, I usually be active on Instagram. So official J Caesar, that's my handle. And if y'all have any questions as far as you know how to you know politics or how to get up on the hill, like please, um, from the audience to y'all to you know people back home, like please, my DMs are open. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Y'all also can find them on LinkedIn as we see. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot that too. All <laughs> oh, the good go stuff. Ahead, go ahead, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, connect with me on LinkedIn. Just type in my name, Jordan Caesar. Um, you'll see my face, my portrait, and you'll see connect. Please connect with me. Please connect with me. And I have I have a lot of resources that I can give to y'all if y'all want to boost up your resume. I help out with your resume and couple letters as well and you'll help out with you know getting jobs and stuff so you know to make sure that you know we like our folks is in good hands